Welcome, Shambra. I am that I am. Adamus of sovereign domain. And not such a tough guy, after all. <laughs> Dear Shambra, welcome to our gathering. We're bringing in the energies of Shambra from all around the world, from Shambra who have crossed beyond, gone beyond the physical, and are working with each and every one of you from the other realms, bringing in the energy of the Crimson Council, of the angelic beings. In this great time of honor, and as the song said, time of blessings, a time of life. Today isn't yesterday at all, meaning that you are <clears throat> you don't have to move for me. <laughs> Today isn't yesterday, and that's the good news. We're going to talk more about that in our discussion, but how different you are, even just since we got together last month, how different you are. We're moving into a time now of experience, going beyond the theories and the lessons and that God-awful processing that you were <laughs> seduced into, going into real-life experience. Of course, it causes your world to change, causes your world to perhaps uh, tip upside down a little bit. But you know, as you're really embracing yourself, you find these changes, this uh, evolution, this newness is actually quite exhilarating, so different from the changes of the past that were challenging, difficult, torturous at times, affected your, your body. Changes you're going through now and that we will continue to go through with you are exciting. There are new times, new times that you could say were prophesized or expected for a long time, the new times that you help to shape, help to dream of, and we're doing it now. We are absolutely doing it. So not to get too maudlin with you, but how I enjoy, how I love working with you. Especially, there's something about this last month. Uh, of course, those who were on our trip with Katumi, the ancient gods, and me, of course, not so ancient god. <laughs> but the rest of you, uh, rest of all of us, are going through a true time of integration into this new energy. Oh, it's still uh, sometimes a little frightening, I guess you could say, wondering what's going to happen to that platform that you created for your beliefs and for your life. But you're beginning to, you're beginning to get excited about it, not dreading it. As Caldera said today, you're, you're, actually, you're actually coming out of hibernation, and you're starting to come into your own for you, my dear. You're actually starting to no, that's the, 
It's the new big-hearted Adamas. <laughs> so, dear Shambra, what a delight to be gathered here today in, in a very different energy. Perhaps you noticed. Perhaps you noticed. So let's talk for a moment. Pick up of where we talked about what we talked about last month. So tell me, Elizabeth, where is your Pakawa right now? She was actually just around here before you brought his name. Excellent. It's a he. Guapo, you named your Muy Guapo. You named your your Pakawa. Yes, absolutely. And um, yes, go ahead. What am I saying? Where where is your Pakawa? He right here. We were just having a discussion before this began. Excellent. And what is your Pakawa? He's a beautiful Bengal white tiger. He's incredible. Yes. Big and gorgeous and Guapo, Muy Guapo. Yes. Yeah. And. You're absolutely correct. Uh, this uh, Pakawa, which is an extension of your own energy, uh, is here right now because uh, you've been working with it uh, much more so than most other Shambra, I have to say. <laughs> most of them have no clue where their Pakawa is, but, but your Pakawa is not necessarily a big white bangle. Oh, and heard... definitely not a he. What? No, sorry. <laughs> So, uh, thank you. Uh, next, um, Edith, where is your Pakawa right now? I keep it right here. Oh, I keep it close to my heart. And don't ask me its name, I don't know. And what is it? I don't know. And, um, Edith, it's not close at all to you right now. It's a long way away. Where is it? <laughs> you don't know where your Pakawa is. Do you want me to lie? <laughs> you have before. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Klaus. Klaus? Where's Klaus? Oh, right up here. Yes. And where is your Pakawa, sir? Actually, I don't know. It's, I guess it's uh, running around somewhere. And uh, what is your Pakawa? It's a puma. Puma. Hmm. And what if I told you it's um, really not a puma? Yes. yes. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, it's really not a puma. <laughs> and my point is, my point is, dear Shambro, as we talked about last month, awareness. And I told you we were going to talk about it till I absolutely drive you crazy. Because there is so much happening right now. And you still tend to operate in the limited awareness mode. You still are only using a, a small, small part of your consciousness. Your consciousness is vast, expansive. It's there waiting for you. It's not shut off or shut down. It's there. But see, you got into a certain pattern, a certain way of, of thinking. and you shut down. So you assume, because at one time your Pakawa was, was a certain type of animal or a certain sex, that it stays that way. It doesn't. It doesn't. It changes constantly standing bare. What is your Pakawa? 
A grizzly. Yeah. Really not. <laughs> really not. You're so... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Standing bear. Standing bear. You see, you get into this, this pattern of saying, of thinking that uh, you're so connected to bear, but you're not. That's old. Oh, a bear is still there sometimes. But what if it was a, um, a ladybug? Uh, you don't think you're a ladybug kind of guy. Well, you think you're a dragonfly. You think you're a, a grizzly bear kind of guy, <laughs> or maybe a, a, a fish, a little um, perch, maybe. And you see, the point is, stay aware. Those pakawas, thank you. Those pakawas change. They they are transforming. They don't have to be locked up in pumas and. Lizards and grizzly bears and, and hawks. We started this several months ago working together with the Pakawa, which is nothing but an extension of your own energy. It's you. It's not something or someone else. It's you. Where's yours? This morning it felt like a mushroom. A mushroom. <laughs> yes. And indeed it could be. Just don't eat it. Yes. Uh, no. no, I think and, it's more about what mushrooms eat. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's why I don't eat it. <laughs> mm, mm. And so, uh, Jeff, where is your pakawa right now? I'm trying to communicate. Exact, exactly. Uh, we should have prizes to hand out uh, <laughs> on the rare occasions that uh, Shambra gets, gets it right. Absolutely. Oh. So, Shambra, awareness. Things are changing very, very fast right now. Uh, your world becomes very expansive when you open your consciousness and, and be. Hmm. You can have and, and be aware. Where is your Pakawa right now? Well, some of you haven't seen it or talked to it in months. In months. Um, fortunately, we don't give grades in this class, but. Uh, I do want to hand out prizes, gifts. Yes, Adama's gifts. We'll work on it. Be right back. So, so your, many of you haven't worked with your pakawas in a long time, but the pakawas are still there. You created it. You called it in. They're waiting, waiting patiently for you to do – not just you, but for all of you to do something with it, to be playful, to be expansive. To be aware that Pakawa, that extension of you, is, is now constantly transforming to meet the situation that you happen to be in. You need a bird for an overview, not just, not just literal, seeing from a oh, – that's a nice outfit there. <laughs> now that's what, what I'm talking about. That. That a little bit more gold. Um, <laughs> so where were we? See, do you remember where we were just talking about? Yeah, your pakawa. So your pakawas are constantly changing. When you need an overview, it can transform, alchemize into a bird immediately. If you need a little peace and quiet, you need to get away from things. What does that pakawa turn into? A fish. It's quiet underneath. If you need 
after some prizes. If you, <laughs> I was thinking of something quite more valuable than this, but uh, they'll eat it and forget about it right away. Oh, be creative yes. in the moment. Uh, we'll, we'll use it today, okay. but uh, it'd be nice to get something really, we'll really talk. Uh, memorable. We'll talk. Gold coins. Uh, yes, yes. Talk about uh, having a lot of. We'll make it. <laughs> uh, don't dare me. I dare you. <laughs> I double dog dare you. <laughs> That's a tough group today. <laughs> I came in trying to be a nice guy, giving flowers away, and uh, now you want gold. <laughs> So your pakawas are, are constantly changing, uh, and they can change, by the way, from an animal form. We started with that because of your love and your, your um, uh, the passion that you have for animals, but now the pakawas can change into just about anything, anything, up, just a particle of energy, what you call orbs, just a little orb floating around. Your pakawas are there. It's, it's that part of you that can traverse dimensions, that can, that can serve you in when you're in the middle of a situation. And by the way, as long as you are in the human body on Earth amongst other humans who are going through their evolution, you'll encounter situations. But the Pakawa can help unravel the complexity of the situation for both you and potentially the one you're working with. The Pakawa can bring you back into a balance. The Pakawa can expand out to look at potential solutions to the situation at hand and give you recommendations, which come in the way of the little, ah, you've been having those lately, ah, but unfortunately you've been giving credit to me. Somewhat deserved, but not totally. You've been giving credit to guides, a few of you still in that alien energy. We're going to have to keep you after school for that. And some of you um, are thanking some just unknown angelic beings. How about, as Tobias said years ago, giving thanks to yourself? Your pakawas, you, you actually are doing it. That's, that's the good news. You actually are doing it, but you're just not necessarily aware of it. So, Timothy, pick on Timothy here, uh, microphone time. Oh, yes, I give run. you a rose and… Run, <laughs> <laughs> Timothy. Yes? Seduction, if you can answer correctly. <laughs> if you can answer correctly. Where are you right now, Timothy? Tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. Not entirely on Earth right now. Not entirely on Earth. Um, that's half correct, so I'm gonna, I'll give you a piece anyway. <laughs> Excellent. You're, um, you're actually here, but most of you are only aware of being here right now. Do you know that part of you right now is on this new Earth? continuing work that you've been doing there a long time. And you can do both simultaneously. Part of you, Mary, is still locked up in a dream that you were dreaming, you have been dreaming for, for weeks, and still in that energy, but you can still be here at the same time. Part of you, Alan, is 
working on a new project that you were not even aware of yet. It, and I'm going to talk about that at the end of the day, not just your project, but things for all of you, is in that energy. So you're aware, because the, the physical body is, it can be a bit demanding and wanting your attention just right here. You see, we actually got you back into your bodies, which was important, and now I'm telling you, well, to go back out. <laughs> but in a different way, not, not a way of um, trying to deny or escape. See, you, you were using this out-of-body before to escape, and when you did, when you left the body, as you, as you did most of the time, uh, when you left the body, you had no awareness. There wasn't a single component of you that had awareness because you were trying to be absolutely unaware. And then you had pain in your life, maybe physical or emotional. It's one of the only things that kept you aware of anything. Thank God. Thank God. What, what happens to a person when they absolutely become so unaware, they're out of their bodies, they're not really existing, and they have no connection in the form of pain or trauma or anger or anything. What happens? Uh, they who, whoa, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I'll have to work on that, that throw a bit. They they actually die, but they don't die. They they, the biology continues on in a survival mode, which it was programmed for. But they, they go into a nothingness, absolute nothingness, in the other realms as well as here. That's the most difficult to get anybody back from, when, when they go into absolute nothingness. And it's not even depression. It's not even sadness. It's not even just feeling low. It's absolute nothing. To pull somebody back from nothing takes a lot. And uh, uh, the angelic beings on the other side have to be particularly cautious about, about over-interference. Generally within the soul of the person, when they go into this uh, absolute state of unawareness, of nothingness, there's still something deep within their, their soul calling. But uh, that, that voice, that call is so muted and so forgotten that sometimes they just don't hear it. Now, and they could, they could die a physical death, which obviously they will, not even aware that they're dying. You've met people like this. You've been people like this pastimes. So they, they die, and when they go to the other side, still in a form of nothingness. Often there's not even enough anger, uh, hate, uh, compassion, or love, or anything else, or desire, or anything to pull them back in for another lifetime. Sometimes that's a godsend, some, some allure that would pull you, them, back in for another lifetime, trying to get you or them aware again. There are entities, beings who have gone off into the non-physical realms, into their nothingness. Very difficult for any of us to bring them back. They can exist there for what you would call millions of years. And 
It's in a state of nothing. So, so dear Shambram, slightly off track here, but it's a time for your awareness. Part of you is here right now, and part of you isn't just listening to, to me or watching or waiting for the next um, antic. Part of you is actually at this very moment doing some interesting energy work. What, what is it? What, what are you doing? I know you can feel it. There's something going on here. I know that you're, if you tune in for a moment and get out of your head and just get right into the heart, right into your core, you can feel there's something going on, something in you personally, something with this group. What's going on? Uh, don't uh, speak up very loud. Ah, we've all lied. Oh, I hope I made you mad, Edith. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. I'm sorry. Did he? Did he make you mad? Definitely. Absolutely. 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 I just wouldn't you love to just slap me right now? No. Yes, you would. No, I wouldn't. You're lying to me again. No, I'm not. Edith, dear Edith, it's a way of moving energy. I know. It's a way of snapping out of the unconscious. But I thought we You're, were integrating our pakawas or our aspects, and then if we can't even feel them, what are we feeling right here? Well, some of you are feeling them. Some of you haven't worked with them in months. Some of you did it as a one-time exercise and moved on. And sometimes you just totally forget your pakawa has come to you a number of times, Edith, and you haven't heard. I'm sure. Yeah. I believe it. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's not a bad thing. It's a, it's a common thing. But could you imagine for a moment if, you, if that awareness of the energies around you, the awareness of being here right now, but also right now, part of you is helping a few people that in your life that you're working with to help. And part of you is there. And part of you is, is actually resting, and part of you, a big part of you right now, is ready to belch out some old energies that no longer serve you. Sounds good. Yes, but maybe a little anger to get it out, maybe okay. a little awareness. See? And you know, you know what happens, Edith, is we've had a, we, all of us, have had a lot of talks over the year. You know what happens? A lot of times it goes straight up here. And it sits there, and then you cogitate on it, and it ferments in the brain. And you know when it ferments in the brain, it it's, doesn't smell very pretty. Uh, and, sure and, and there's a tendency to think about it rather than being aware of it. There's a tendency to analyze it rather than just experience it. So sometimes when I provoke you or others, have I have done, thank God it's not like the one I recently slapped. Nearly um, sent him to another dimension with a slap. But sometimes that, that gets that awareness back. So let's get back to the question. Thank you. Did I, did I really upset you? No. No, would you no like, not would that you much. like me to? I still love you. Really? Yes. Really? But I do get pissed at you. <laughs> I'm going to ask you a third time. Really? I really love you, but I really do Thank get you. pissed at you. Let's just, I really love you, period. Thank you. <laughs> Edith and Shambra, Edith and Shambra and everybody, 
You asked me to come in and piss you off. So, and there may be a day when I don't, but um, probably not. <laughs> so, dear Shambra, awareness. There's a lot of things going on right now as we're talking. You're off, uh, existing, working, creating someplace else, simultaneously to sitting right here. You know, it's an old trick that uh, humans developed. It's called let's pretend. Let's pretend I'm a human sitting here in Cold Creek Canyon listening to Adamus uh, and Edith have their uh, interchange. And th- that's pretending because there is so much more going on. There, there is, uh, you're working at other levels, you're working in other dimensions, you're helping to gracefully transition energy of Earth. An alchemy of energy, uh, and which, which is so important right now. Right now, at this very moment, you are, there's a part of you that's playing with and experimenting with new energy. You did some of it during this last month, since our last talk, and some of you had wonderful experiences, some got quite frustrated, but you said, uh, let's wait till till Shaud Day. Let's wait and, and really bring it home, bring this new energy in, uh, experience it, not just think about it, and that's what you're doing right now. Some of you have a little tightness right in the tummy right now. Some of you are getting a little pressure in your head, maybe worried about an onslaught of a headache. Why, why, why is it I come here and listen to Adamus and get a headache? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> Because, because Shambra, there's a lot going on. Stop for a moment and be aware of it. You don't have to even really define it. Uh, that, that sometimes the, um, where, where you get into trouble when you try to define what's going on. So just take a moment. There's a lot going on. Just because you can't put a label on it doesn't mean it's not happening. Actually, it's even better when you don't put a label on it and it's happening. This is something that doesn't just apply to our little gathering right now. This is something that is going on all the time. Many of you have, uh, have had your pakawas uh, sitting in idle. Uh, some of your pakawas have tried biting you, have tried barking at you. Some of them have put, uh, sent their droppings from up above if they're birds <laughs> to get your attention. And sometimes it manifests literally, it, literally, physically. Sometimes it's just that feeling that you're getting, but, but you ignore it. You've got your mind focused on going forward, that's, a, that's an illusion also. Matter of fact, let's, let's just take that for a moment. The old programming, hypnosis, overlays, conditioning, everything else from eons ago, Atlantis, even further back than that. Go forward. Go forward. So humans tend to do it blindly, programmed to go forward to make progress. What an illusion. What a, what a lie. That's a lie. There, you don't have to go forward anymore. 
It doesn't mean you go backwards. It doesn't mean you stay in the same position. You expand. And there's a big difference between going forward and expanding. Back in my days, they would put blinders on a horse to keep that horse from seeing what's around it, to keep that horse going forward. Sometimes they would even put a carrot up in front of the, the horse. So, Shambara, you've done a lot of that – blinders and carrots. Blinders and carrots. Hey, it serves a purpose to, the, to an extent. You get to see how limited you can be. You can see how focused you can get on just one reality. But now we take the blinders off. We take the carrots away. And now you really start living. You start expanding. And the truth of it is, is I'm, going to, I'm going to redefine here. I'm going to do a lot of redefining today, maybe make a few of you upset. You start redefining and saying you actually don't expand because you already are expanded. You just become aware. Two pieces here. And how I wish they were gold. Uh, well, actually, they are gold, the wrapper. But uh, the, you actually become aware of how expanded you already are. You actually suddenly realize there's nothing that you have to achieve. In other words, we're not trying to push out the walls to make yourself expanded. You just become aware of how expanded you are. It's amazing. It's, it's really easy. So let's take a deep breath. It's about awareness now. I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to address this to the point of hopefully getting you really upset, really bored with it, really bored. But that's, uh, if you want to say, where, where are you right now in this um, opening up process? It's, it's about being aware. Do you know, a lot of you expect to see things floating around. Uh, don't. Let, let go of that concept. Feel into it. Realize how much is going around in this room right now? How much energy – some that, that is, I'm going to say, relatively easy to describe. We have angels here, of course. We have a lot of pacaos that were frightfully called back the minute I started talking, where is your pakawa? Oh, damn. Oh, Bowser, come back, quick, quick. He's going to call on me. I better be able to say that you're right here. There are a lot of earth energies, Gaia energies here today, more than normal. Why is that? A lot of changes going on in the earth right now. The earth is looking uh, for a way to alchemize its energy, old stuck energy. So what happens? The moment uh, this spirit of earth feels a group of humans who really understands what's going on, and that doesn't go into a fear of all the things, but understands it's a graceful release, uh, that energy is attracted, and it's, it's here today. So you, you can feel earth energy amongst us. Now, Tobias has talked to you many times about this. There's a tendency to think it's your own. What's wrong with me today? How come I have a few aches and pains? How come I feel I 
I have to flatulate here in just a moment, and I, I just feel like I want to scream. Well, because it's not yours. It's all these energies that are being attracted. There are, there's a whole – feel into this for a moment. Oh, let me focus with you. There's a specific small group of beings here today, non-physical, but their energies are here. When you expand your awareness, you realize there's, there's a group of what you call students or newbies from the New Earth that are here visiting. They're about to come in in physical body. This happens a lot to you. The new ones, are, they hang around you for a while. Sometimes they're assigned to you. Sometimes they just um, are attracted to you. And they'll, they'll follow you around. They'll shadow you. They want to see what it's like to be a human. They, they, want, to, they want to eat food with you, because they, they've never eaten food before. They want to be around when you laugh. They, angels really don't know how to laugh. You know, did you ever hear of an angelic comedian? <laughs> Other than me, there just aren't any. These new angels in particular, the ones who have never been here, are fascinated by this uh, thing called the human experience. And in particular, they're fascinated by they don't, they're not real fascinated by old energy stuff. Uh, they're fascinated by new changes, alchemy, transmutation of energy, coming to know thyself, coming to love thyself. So they hang around. Sometimes you think it's you. Think, why, why do I feel so um, ignorant today? How come I just don't feel like I know how to handle this situation? Because you're feeling their energy. You're feeling their presence around you. Sometimes you're overwhelmed or fascinated by some of the things that are happening, or feelings that you're having. It's these new ones that are shadowing you. So awareness. Awareness, awareness. You operate on easily uh, thousands of levels at one time. Some are not as important or don't have the priority. Some are very, very important. Working right now with um, the energy of, of nature, Gaia, it's kind of a, almost at an all-time high right now. Weather patterns, earthquakes. Global snowing, uh, those type of things. These are all parts of a, of a beautiful process with Gaia. You're feeling it. So when you consciously breathe, which I know you do all the time – Andra, no names here, but uh, – when you consciously breathe, now use that opportunity to also be consciously aware. Consciously aware that Linda of Issa is staring me down. Consciously aware that you're operating at many levels all at the same time. And, it's, and it's, it's, it's you, but you're also feeling into other energies. This isn't um, – how do I say it? This is very practical. This isn't, this isn't dreamy state stuff. This isn't esoteric. This is actually becoming very practical, and it's going to serve you very well. As a small example, you have to buy uh, some new clothing for, 
for an event, and maybe part of you is dreading it. Do you realize that you're already sending yourself out there to shop for the new clothes? Now, once you become aware of it, you connect with that part of you that knows how to dress elegantly and appropriately, I guess you would say, for the situation. Yes, you're already out shopping for next month's attire to be right here. Yes. And now you become aware of it. Now you start bringing the energy in, and, and you get out of your head, and it starts happening. Then it comes to you easily. You don't have to dread the shopping experience. You go out shopping, and you're going to find your way exactly to what you want, or it's going to come to you. little example. Can you imagine now applying that to everything – food, relationships, uh, your next grand venture that you're going to do, uh, instead of struggling with the up here – oh, you make my head hurt – with all the struggling. Me too. Both of us. But you let that go. You become aware of that part of you, Alan, that is already working on the project. That is, that is developed or is seeing it into its beautiful energy, and the part of you that doesn't worry about the financial return, about the resources, about these mundane human needs. It's just out there in grand creation. It's there. It's actually closer than what you think. It's there. It's you. It's not me doing it. It's you doing it. And it's there. Every breath, every drink of water, Every yawn, every cough you make, remember awareness. So much more is happening. Now, that's the good news. You become aware of a multidimensional living. You become aware of the many, many facets of the jewel that you are. The bad news <laughs> there isn't any. <laughs> but what does happen as your awareness um, expands? At first, there's going to be part of you that's going to feel a little tired, a little overwhelmed, because your brain can't handle awareness. You realize your brain – I don't mean to talk bad about the brain all the time, uh, but today we're going to alchemize your brain, if you don't mind. We're going to transmute it? Today. Today. And the, the, the brain – is not a vessel of awareness. It's not. It's a vessel of memory, recall. But true awareness is, um, isn't memory at all. It's in the moment. It's got feeling attached to it. It's got passion keeping it flowing and uh, becoming more aware of itself. The brain recalls consciousness is aware. So we move beyond um, uh, the, the, just the brain. We move beyond the singular awareness. There's butterflies in the room right now, and I'm not kidding. They're, they're here. Well, they're, they're some of your pakawas, and they're floating around. I, I know one of the issues is you say, well, aren't I going to be considered um, a little lunatic? outside of this safe space? No, not at all. I'm going to talk about it in June when I do my mental health workshop. See, Calder wasn't aware that he's already going to be doing it. 
And we're going to talk <laughs> and um, so we're going, we're going to talk about that. The world wants to dream right now. The world wants to escape its prison right now. It's desperate for it. But it has doubts. It has uh, humanity has been oh taken advantage of a lot of times, so they're a bit skeptical. So if you start talking about the butterflies that were floating all around you today, and the butterfly that is sitting on your shoulder as you're talking to them, and the big white puma that uh, is purring right beside them, yes, at first they're they're going to. <clears throat> They're going to um, wonder about you, but not really. In the long run, the, the, the humanity right now so much wants to know their dreams. They so much want to be opening up into awareness. They want to know that there's something else beyond beyond. They want to know that there's a reason for all of this, that they want to know that uh, – feel into it with me for a moment. You have this very old um, overlay belief of God. My contention is, if you feel into this for a moment, humans don't want to believe in that God anymore, but they're afraid. They're programmed. They've been told that if they don't believe in that God, then the devil's going to get them, so they're locked into place. Well, I call it hypnosis. I call it a belief um, uh, freezing in a belief system. It's a stalemate, energy stalemate. But something deep within is calling out to them, their soul, saying there's got to be something else. It can't be the way that they were taught when they were young. It can't be the way that the churches profess this to be. There's got to be something else. And who's going to teach it to them? Who's going to help unopen it within them? Who's going to help them discover not a God um, that another group is creating, but the God that's within, which is absolutely unique and personal for every being? It's you. Who's going to help them to understand that they can fly? How often have you dreamt of flying? <coughs> Absolutely. Because you are. Because you are. It's not just a dream. There are parts of you that are soaring right now. And you say, but, but no, it couldn't be because I'm sitting here in physical form. That is an illusion of being locked into the physical body. You say, but uh, my body has to get up and, and fly and everybody has to be absolutely amazed and, uh, and see me floating around the room. Really? Really? What if you are flying right now, hovering, hovering? Part of you is. Now, Yes, I know. You want, you want it to elevate, to, to levitate right off that chair right now. Will it happen? Does it matter? Does it matter? The answer is yes, you'll be able to. But don't focus on that. 
don't, don't get sidetracked by that. Yes, we're going to that point, that part, where the absolute integration happens, where X and Y cross and become the point of everything, where, where what's happening in the other realms, in the other dimensions, begins to happen here. But right now, just start being aware of what is happening out there. Point two, release. Release. So I was asked the other day by Ashambra, not not one of you here, but by Ashambra. That Ashambra said, "So I'm so frustrated, Adamas. Actually, it was worse than that. The language was quite terse, but I, so I won't repeat it. Adamas, how do I get over the issues? How do I get over it? How do I?" get over my karma? How do I get beyond these issues? Every time I think I'm getting beyond them, they're right back. They're right there again. How do I get over karma? Uh, Simple answer. It's not you. It's not you. See, there's still that belief, whether whether humans believe in karma or not, but they believe in their past. Whether they believe in past lives, they believe in some past, and they believe it's theirs, and they believe it's their cross to bear, their burden, their their um, whatever you want to call it, their karma, their their conditioning, and they 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 drag it around with them, and they wonder then why life gets a little tough. Why opportunities just don't appear for them? Why, why they seem to be on the same damn road day after day after day, same road. Even though they think they're going forward, the reality is, when they look at it, the road was the same today as it was yesterday, and it's going to be the same tomorrow. Until, say, that's not me. It's not mine. You are not your past life, believe it or not. I'm actually me, Adamus. I'm actually tired of all the past life stuff. There is no pa- there are no past lives. There was no reincarnation. How about that? There wasn't even a yesterday in a way, in a very, very real way. That's so old and it's not you. But why is it, Andra, why is it that so many of them want to hold on to yesterday and last lifetime and the 18,000 other lifetimes that you might have had and the lifetimes of suffering and the lifetimes of being burned and uh, tortured? Well, why, do they, why do they want to hang on to it? Just between you and me, into the microphone. <laughs> and a few thousand others, <laughs> partly to prove they exist. They're afraid. If I have no yesterday, I do not exist. Yes, you get the whole cup. <laughs> the whole cup. Well, we'll need more prizes for next month. I love this school. Ah, thank you. Yes, partly because without yesterday, there's the fear that you don't exist. So you hang on to the yesterdays. I'm not talking necessarily do. I'm using the word generically – humans. Humans hang on to yesterdays desperately. 
And when they forget their yesterdays, because they're actually not – how are we doing on time? I have a long way to go. It doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> so they hang on to their yesterdays, and then when they can't deal with their yesterdays and they go out of their body into nothing, nothingness, then they go to counseling to remember their yesterdays, to remind them that they're really existing. And then the counselor gives them little drugs that makes them forget about their yesterdays. And now they're in deep, deep yogurt. Now they can't even be in nothingness. And do you know how frustrating that is when you want to be away from it all and you can't? But you're not here either? Where are you? Well, hell. You're in hell at that point. And it's, and it's hard to get those humans back. Why am I telling you this? You know it all. You already know this. You've experienced it. You've played with it. And here you are, right now, enlightened humans, teachers of the new earth, which, by the way, can also be this old earth. I'll talk about that in another shout. But so. So how do you release this, this Shambra asked. How do you release? And I said, stop believing in who you were. Stop believing in your karma. Stop believing in yesterday. And now I'm still – Edith, if you think I made you a little upset – this Shambra is still very upset with me – I'll look this way – still very upset, still very angry, watching him today, thinking that I'm some sort of um, – I didn't say the word devil, but yes, perhaps, thinking that I'm trying to pull the wool over her eyes, looking in on the webcast to see what, what little tricks am I using. Because this, this um, beautiful being cannot imagine letting go of her past, because uh, well, she is invested in it. Over 1,800 lifetimes invested into it. Eons of time before ever coming to Earth invested in it. And now we've arm, arm wrestled. She feels that if she lets it go, that everything that she's done to discover the answer to the question who am I? Is for naught. Blows up, dissolves, goes away, goes back to start, goes back to the beginning. You can't go back to the beginning. By letting go of your yesterdays, you're not you're letting go of illusions. You're letting go of energy that is trapped and stuck. You're not letting go of the experience, the feeling. You're not letting go of the passion and the wisdom. You're letting go of perspective. Perspective of what you thought you were doing when you were eight years old and had some incidences happen. It was a perspective. If you had been totally aware or 
aware, much like you are today, you would have realized there was really a lot of other things going on. So when you let go of the past lives, the beliefs, the everything else, you don't really let go of your identity. How could you let go of something that is yours? How can you, how can you let go of a soul that is filled with experience and passion? You let go of perspective. You let go of the way of viewing it. You let go of the stuck energy. And then what happens? What happens when uh, what happens when the earth through an earthquake or a volcano releases what happens to that energy I'm out of prizes so I guess I'm getting no answers so it transmutes it shifts it changes thank you Kathleen I told you how brilliant you were when I first started and now you're you're coming out with it. You're letting it come to the surface. How, how long others have put you down. Doesn't it feel liberating? Yes, yes absolutely. <laughs> so the earth quakes, the earth shifts, the earth, uh, the earth has, has fire and snow and all the rest of that. What's happening is the energy is transmuting. It's going back. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, dear. The see now you don't even have to ask; it just comes to you. It just comes to you. So the energy transmutes. It goes back into, let's say, a reservoir or a pool. Uh, depending, it could be your own individual reservoir. It could be a community or a country or a global reservoir, but it goes back. It goes back different than the way it came down in the first place. It's not necessarily more powerful or bigger. It's just wiser. If the person calling it back, let's say your energy you release, your old consciousness you release, goes back into your soul reservoir. Now, it doesn't just come back as the same energy to serve you again. It has a component of wisdom. It has a component of grace attached to it. If you are aware, if you're not, you're just going to use it like you've always used energy in the same sh- same manner, in the same <laughs> limitations as before. However, if you're aware that there is a release when you let go of all of your past lives, when you let go of who you were yesterday, and then you're aware today. Now you can tap into that magnificent new component that, that has been added – wisdom, uh, love, uh, ease, whatever component you want it to be. When you call in that, that energy to serve you, I, I, it's a plot. I, I know it's a plot. Adamus is drawing too much on the board. He's acting like a professor. Let's take away his markers. 
poor me. <laughs> so when you call that back in, it, it comes back in to serve you however. Something brilliant. I don't need markers. I have balls. Something brilliant comes in with it. New energy. New energy. I, I use these, these uh, red balls to, as a symbol of the new energy. It, it attaches with the old energy coming in now, and they roll in together. But you're only going to be able to use it if you're aware of it. Now, aware doesn't mean thinking about it. Aware means feeling it. Aware means sensing it. Then it comes to life. Then it goes to work for you. So, so the world is releasing right now. You see it in earthquakes. You see it in strange weather. That's, that's the obvious stuff. There's a lot of other things going on as well. You could become aware of it, just tapping into it. It's, um, it's, not just shifting, it's not just shifting the physical earth itself. It's shifting magnetic grids. It's shifting, it's shifting the axis. Uh, and, and then an earthquake uh, comes along and, and really shifts it into place. It's... Um, it's for those of you involved in astrology. Whoa, ho! Stop and take a second look. It's shifting the the whole illusion of um, this astrology. Astrology is a wonderful thing. I I was a great practitioner of it in some of my lifetimes, but what I knew then does not apply now. Rethink astrology or re-feel astrology. So much going on in the world right now. Let's take a deep breath and be aware that so much going on within you right now. So, <clears throat> last month I talked about it being a very special time. I said, You are now going out of theory into experience. And some of you moaned and groaned. <laughs> Experience is, is living it. Experience is irreplaceable. Uh, you're going to discover that just thinking about things was really rather burdensome and boring. So you're going to experience. And I said, you're going to have a, most of you, we're going to have an experience during this last month. And the experience is going to um, open up a new part of you. The experience is going to provide one of the many conduits for bringing in new energy, for integrating that into that potential into this now moment. So, with microphone in hand, Linda is going to go into the audience and ask um, Mark Ritter, "What did you experience? You knew I was going to call on you." Of course, I knew. Um, there was so much. To- that I experienced. Exactly. Now, so. of course, you were, you were on our Sounds of the Soul tour, uh, just so everybody understands. Yes. And what, first of all, was it an experience? It definitely was. Did, yes. did, uh, did I deliver on my promise from the last show you would have an experience? 
No, I didn't. <laughs> you did. You did. So, and what was it that you experienced? There's so many things that I experienced. So, like, what do you mean? <laughs> if you were oh, we're going to tell Shambhara about what you experienced on a personal, uh, spiritual level, uh, a soul level, what did you experience? You're almost there. You're almost <laughs> about to say it, but you're wondering if I'm going to tell you or you're wrong, because I probably will. I'll say it for you. You can't put it in words. Mm. Yeah, it, it, almost indefinable. Because the moment you, you don't want to put it into words, because the moment you do, it distorts it. Uh, it. It almost twists and perverts it, or at least it limits it. Now, that's not going to be that way forever, because you're going to develop a, oh, a soul eloquence, it, where you're going to be talking, but you're really going to be projecting or radiating feelings rather than words. So. It was indescribable. It was personal. It was. It was. That's that's definitely, definitely. yes, yes. It was. So, um, Linda, you pick. I'll close my eyes. You pick anyone. Any particular question? Just no, the same question. What did you experience this past month? Oh, okay. You know, that's funny, because that would have been my choice, too. <laughs> Deb, what, what were your experiences like this past month? Have, and I assume we're, we're doing okay, you and I. We're okay. Okay. Would you talk to Edith later and tell her that it's really a good thing to get upset with me? It moves energy. It moves. It rocks, yes. Yes. And I do it, obviously, out of love. Of course. Of course. Okay. So you had... Uh, I, I won't reveal. How were your experiences this month? Oh, please, I'd prefer if you just share for me. <laughs> I, in, in, you know I will after you uh, tried to identify it yourself. I, oh, it, I, I know what it, Go ahead. Well, we just said it. It's really hard to put yes. put words to it. Um, for me, I think it was a lot of. There was a lot of internal work. Um, uh, I didn't have any external. Big energy. prize. Big prize. Oh, thank you. An experience doesn't have to be dramatic. An experience doesn't have to be in your face. An experience generally is not going to come from the outside. That's where you've been looking, outside. Some of you are feeling bad about yourselves. You say, I didn't have an experience this last month. Yes, you did. <laughs> but you were looking out there. If you'd have looked right here, you had a tremendous experience. Experiences don't need to be loud and noisy. Experiences don't have to be chaotic and filled with conflict. Experiences don't have to be sugary or, or airy-fairy. Oh, you say, well, how, how do I know it's an experience? <laughs> awareness. Big awareness. If you're always looking out the window, how are you going to know what's happening right here? 
If you're expecting drama, how are you going to know when you just had a most beautiful shift in yourself? Well, sooner or later it's going to show up in your day-to-day living, yes. But then you're going to wonder, I wonder why things are just kind of working out a little bit different now, a little better. I wonder what happened. You had an experience. You had an experience, every one of you. Now, obviously, if you were with us on the tour in Egypt, the experience was very evident. There were experiences outside, but really the experience that the, everyone had was really very personal. Very personal. If I asked most of the ones who were on the trip what they did, what they saw, what days they did certain things, they have no clue. Because they were going through a very deep personal experience. Experience doesn't have to be cathartic. It doesn't have to bring tears to your eyes. Experience can just be experience. So, so then you say, well, how do I define it? Isn't experience something that is very tangible and very identifiable? No. No. Take those blinders off. Experience is ultimately about letting yourself live, letting yourself be here, letting yourself be aware. Every one of you last month, since our last talk, had an experience that shifted your life in a way that hasn't occurred in a long, long time. It might take some of you a little while to really realize it, for, or for it to, what you'd say, manifest or, or take place here, uh, but you did. How do you know? How do you know I'm not just telling you that? Awareness. Awareness. Feeling within. There's going to be more experience coming your way. Maybe not what you thought it was going to be. And maybe, maybe it is what you think it was going to be. Because we as Shambra are on this amazing vessel, together and individually, going into experience. Now, now between now and our next gathering, you're going to be asked by yourself to work with it, to work with the experience, to work with new energy, to apply it, to do something with it. It can be a grand creation, it can be anything, but to, to play with it, just like, just like you'd play with the, the ball. To, to start getting used to it, to start bonding with it. Remember last month I said, you, f- you feel something around you, you feel something crawling around you, trying to get inside your brain or your body or whatever, uh, and, and it's not an alien probe. Uh, aliens really aren't that smart. I'm, uh, one of these days, uh, when we have a little extra uh, time, uh, we'll, we'll, go, we'll go visit an alien ship, and I'll, I'll show you what they're really like. <laughs> and, and we'll have a grand experience. So. But in the meantime, um, so this new energy, which is you, which is you, from, from a, not a future potential, but from, 
from the greater consciousness of you is coming to visit. New energy, true new energy, expansional, is now coming down into this reality, or up into this reality. It's coming to play with you. It's, in, it's, it's testing you out. It wants to see what you're made of. It wants to, as I said last month, it wants to know, well, what makes you laugh? What makes you cry? What makes you feel different things? How does that, how does that brain work? And, and it's, it's probing or it's investigating in a very loving, non-intrusive, compassionate manner. And it's you. Not, not, not the big golden angel, not, not um, something that's different or separate. It's actually you. It's coming in. And this month, between now and our next gathering, it's time to start playing with it. You've got to be aware of it first, but now start playing with it. What to do? Anything. Go out for a walk. You, your pakawa, and the red ball. Go out for a walk. Uh, take it to work. Um, a lot of you do not take your spirituality to work. Sometimes I don't blame you, but now it's time to start taking that to work. Uh, drive along in the car with it. Talk to it out loud, or better yet, don't talk at all. Feel into it. To put it um, in a theoretical way, a rhetorical way, it's the you that you've always longed for. It's the you that you've always wanted to love you, but couldn't. It couldn't love you because you didn't want it to. You weren't ready for it. You didn't, you didn't love yourself enough to allow something so precious as the real you to come in. You, you kept it away, waiting to get better, waiting to get over your karma, waiting to perfect yourself, waiting till you learned how to meditate properly. Or, pray properly. It's always wanted to come in, and now it can. You release the yesterdays. It doesn't mean giving up your identity. Your identity is, is you. The identity is I am that I am. That's the identity. What more do you need besides I am? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So. Next. Next topic. Okay. So what's been happening in this whole game? Well, I refer back to um, I refer back to this um, a lot of times I see you uh, slaying windmills, tilting at windmills, Don Quixote. Don Quixote. You see, Don Quixote uh, left reali- reality which means his limitations. He wanted something more. had to be something else out there, driving himself crazy by staying in the norm. So he went out. But when he went out of his norm, he created some amazing delusions that 
everything was at battle with him. The trees, the wind, they were the demons. The windmills, the giants, the warriors. The night was a demon. The stars were spying on him, the eyes from the other realms. So he went off and was slaying windmills. Now those around him looked and said, now he's a crazy one, isn't he? Actually, he wasn't at all. He wasn't at all. He was just, he was battling because he had, was always battling, always had been battling, always fighting something, even if it was just a windmill, even if it wasn't battling back at him. And dear Shambro, you've been tilting at a few windmills, battling things that you no longer need to battle, having fights uh, that you no longer need to fight. Now Don Quixote finally gave up uh, tilting at windmills, went back to the norm, went back to his old reality. Well, you can't. <laughs> or you don't want to, I should say. You've tried, but it's very difficult. So that leaves you in the situation, unique, interesting situation, saying, well, here I am outside the norm. I've expanded. What do I do? Well, first of all, give thanks to yourself that you did pop out of the box. Now, when you popped out, you still had that sword going. You're still battling the demons and bat battling just about everything. Now is the time to recognize that it's just a windmill. It's just the air moving it. And it's just the sun going down at night that causes the darkness. And it's just stars in heaven reminding you of where you came from, but not where you're going to. It's time to put down the swords and stop slaying at the windmills, at the demons. They're really not the demons. It's an illusion. It's, um, it's a habit. It's a habit. Going out there to, uh, uh, to fight, to defend, to protect, it, it's an it's a old energy dynamic that in a way you did um, to keep yourself busy. Slaying windmills really keeps one busy for a long time. And when that windmill is conquered, uh, you'll find another windmill. If it's not a windmill, it'll be a mountain, and if it's not a mountain, a river. Let's stop tilting at windmills, starting today. Okay? Nothing to fight. You realize what you've really been fighting. Ah! Gifts for everybody. Yourself. Your, yourself. Absolutely. Yourself. A lot of times you'll project yourself into other things, other people, but it was really yourself. But isn't that a little old now? A little tiring now? So let's use this occasion of awareness where so many things are happening right now. You think you're just watching me. So many things are happening right now. Let's use the occasion to, if you choose, to make a conscious choice to stop tilting at windmills, to stop the battle. But before you do, let me add this cautionary note. There is a tendency, an uh, old energy tendency, to say, 
well, then what do I do? There is a, a, a certain dynamic in always fighting uh, the windmills because, well, it's righteous. Righteous as hell. I'm going to tell everybody, you're busy fighting windmills. You're busy changing the world. You're busy um, creating the new spiritual dynamic for Earth, and therefore you have to be the new energy Jedi. <laughs> what happens when you give that up? Andra? Uh, microphone, please, and uh, let me get a uh, flower ready here. What happens when you give that up? <sighs> Takes my breath away. You start laughing, playing, celebrating. One more word. Breathing and really living. Living. Living is the word. Yes. You really start living. I, I do believe you bought those in the first place, so it's. <laughs> I see that uh, what you give out comes back. <laughs> so, uh, yes, you start living. Part of you can't imagine living without, uh, without being the righteous defender. Part of you can't imagine living without a cause. But I tell you, you're going to, and you're going to cry on my shoulder and tell me, tell me later, why didn't you tell us that before? You're going to cry on my shoulder and say, when I when I let go, when I stopped slaying windmills and every other thing that came along, when I, when I let that go, I realized what living really was. I realized that it was so limited before, and now it is beyond words. Beyond words. Now, to go along with the uh, slaying windmills and uh, hairy beasts, that you've been doing is uh, is also, dear Shambra, the you've had the fight, you've had the chase, you've had this whole illusion of uh, purpose and and cause, and uh, but that's also created the limitation. So we let all that go now. The struggle. The struggle. You let that go now. Now, the world is still the world, and it's still going to push on you, okay? But when it pushes on you, you don't have to feel its push. You don't have to resist. You don't have to fight back. There's nothing, there's nothing to fight back. You breathe it in, and you realize that it can't take anything away from you. You realize that it can't deceive you. It, can't, it certainly can't take your soul. It no longer can enslave you. I talked a little bit about slavery in our recent uh, gathering on the boat. I made a statement to the chambre there that um, I think upset a few of them, which was what I was trying to do. I said, the, it's only a master, only a master that can provide true service. Everyone else is a slave. Everyone else is a slave. So, dear chambre, you've had this uh, slave mentality. 
letting others enslave you, enslaving yourself. And how, how, could, how could you possibly be in service when you're a slave? You can't. You're a slave. When you rise above that, when you, when you get to the point that we're at right now, you let all that go. You, you become aware that you are the Master. You're not aspiring to it. You are. You're aware of it, rather than in search of it. Then you can really be in service. Then we can talk about the, the changing the consciousness of Earth. Anything else is, is just old energy. It doesn't matter, but it's, it's 4.45. I know. And I'm having grand fun here. And, uh, but uh, if anybody wants to get up and leave, they can. They had, the couple did. Yeah, and I'm chasing the rest out the door. So, <laughs> so dear Shambra, next. We're going to redefine. You've talked about the components that you thought that you were. Spirit, mind – is my handwriting better? – and body. Body, mind, spirit. That's how so many like to define themselves. Let's wipe that out now. Instead of Instead of seeing yourself as these individual components, which basically, which basically um, cut each off from the other, it's time to go beyond. Let's take a deep breath, as we do. It's time to be aware of yourself as a body of consciousness. No longer body, mind, and spirit. No longer human, divine. No longer good or bad, or light or dark, or boy or girl. You are a body of consciousness. Body as in a vessel. That is a vessel, sailing vessel. <laughs> a body means a. Uh, it's a sovereignty. It's a. It's your own. You are a body of consciousness. Consciousness is awareness. Consciousness is awareness. You are, you are a body of awareness. And it's time to start using that. It's time to start being aware. The mind now, if you choose, the mind melds into the body of consciousness, the physical biology melds into your body of consciousness, your spirit, which once you kept so apart from the rest of you, your spirit melds into your body of consciousness. In a way you could say you return back to whence you were, whence you came from, but not really. You don't go back. You now evolve, expand. Going back to some of the core parts of yourself, consciousness, but now greatly expanded. As a body of consciousness, you don't have to see yourself as anything other than yourself, your soul, your sovereignty, your body of consciousness. Body doesn't have to be physical. Body can be very uh, unphysical, very multidimensional body of consciousness. So let's not use these words anymore, uh, ways of defining yourself as body, mind, and spirit. It was, it was 
good back when. It gave you a little awareness that, uh, that you are very multidimensional, but you are now a body of consciousness. So in the time between now and our next gathering, we'd like you to be really aware of what that means, really aware of all the components uh, that, that are integrated and interconnected, not separated. Not separated. A long time ago in the evolution of humanity and your evolution, it was about survival. It was about seeing if you can come down to Earth and maintain yourself in biology, surviving. When you mastered, mostly mastered that, then it became about um, the next uh, form of evolution was religion. Religion, because now you have to give you have to give yourself a reason for wanting to survive. So you gave yourself religion, and you gave yourself a lot of gods, and and then boiled it. It got so confusing, you boiled it down to just one god. And you talk about one god, but you still really believe in a lot of them. And then after you got over your religious phase, this lifetime or other lifetimes, when you got a little tired of the churches, you went into your spiritual phase. Uh, New Age, uh, uh, spiritual pursuit, metaphysics, uh, the, th- that, uh, that allowed you to go beyond uh, the, having a god some far off other place, but, but it was still a separate god. You kind of knew it was you, and you had a spirit, and there was other things happening, and you just called it spiritual. Let's redefine that. Let's redefine God, as long as we're not doing anything else. Let's redefine God. Awareness. Awareness. So let's, uh, let's go even beyond using words like religion, which obviously you're not, uh, spiritual or new age or perhaps even new energy. It's about awareness. You are beings of awareness. Now, how aware do you want to be? That, dear Shambra, is the question. How aware? Now, you say, oh, a lot. But in going beyond, in going outside of the old comforts, uh, things are going to change, as you've, if you've noticed. But change doesn't have to be difficult. Change doesn't have to be exhausting. Change can be the most liberating thing that can ever happen to you. Don't be afraid of the change. Don't be afraid of going into and discovering your body of consciousness. I know I have only moments. No, no. No, I, I do. I have another appointment, so I have only moments. <laughs> it's nothing to do with you. <laughs> I'm going to ask you. Speaking of that. Do this now. This is uh, wasn't on my schedule to talk about today, but I'd like you to do this. So here you are, existing, aware of yourself here, and starting to get aware of. Well, there's a lot of other stuff going on. Okay, you can uh, you can project your energies uh, into other things. Now, okay, so you can project your energy into a dog or a cat through what? 
and your and your body of consciousness working with your pakawa. Now, so you want to do what I love to do? I love to be, go into a dog. I, I don't take over its soul, and I'm not trying to control the dog. I'm just going in and working out a little, a little uh, cooperation with the dog. Say, you know, I'm going to come in and spend some time occupying you, and the dog or the cat agree at some level, or, or I find one that is agreeable. It allows me to be in physical reality um, and really, really be immersed in it for a short period of time. You can do the same. Now, it doesn't mean you're going to turn into a cat or a dog. It means that you're expanding that body of consciousness now into another body of consciousness. That means you can feel yourself in a dog on the other side of the planet, or a cat, or anything else. Stay away from humans for now. For now, not uh, we'll, we'll, later on. We'll get into that. But project yourself, or a bird, or whatever. You're going to find out now this connection between your pakawa that's always changing, and how it relates now to outside energies. You can observe. You can be aware of. Uh, what's happening right now in Norway, in a specific city, in a specific house or community, through, through a bird. You expand your body of consciousness, and then, then you're there. You really are. You really are. Now, because you've spent so much time getting back into your body and breathing and understanding the now moment, you're not going to pop out. You're not going to uh, leave your physical body. You expand that body of consciousness now, working with another body of consciousness. Birds, cats, dogs, other animals are not soul beings, with a very few exceptions. But they're not soul beings. So you're not taking over their soul, and you're not going to stay there forever. You're going to find it's actually you want to get out after a little bit. I, I generally never spend longer than about three days if I am. Um, cohabitating with uh, uh, an animal or a human. So that, that's another thing to do for next month. One more point, and then we'll finish this. Um, now we're going to keep going, but we'll finish my discussion. Very important point. This is where we bring it all together. If you say, what was Adamus talking about today? There's a calling right now. It's with, from within you this time. It's not out there. It's not Archangel Gabriel or Gabriella uh, calling out. And the call has been um, persistent, steady. It's you. It's your – whatever you want to call it. Your, I'm going to call it your body of consciousness, because I don't even like the word soul anymore. It's your consciousness, your expanded consciousness, your full potential of consciousness calling out, but you haven't been aware of it, for the most part. Matter of fact, it's been a rather annoying, so you know, you've tried to shut it off, much like you'd shut a window if there was a noisy car out front. You're like, what is that noise? It's so irritating, and it's coming from within, and you've tried to shut it out. The calling is from you to yourself. The calling is, you could say, uh, you wanting to come home to you, here, now, not out there. The calling is for the integration, bringing together 
living. The calling has no agenda other than to reunite. Doesn't want you to do certain things. Don't don't come back and tell me that this voice within wants you to uh, walk naked down the highway at four in the morning. The calling wants nothing but to be with you, to share the experiences of life, to bring a level of passion with it that has been closed off for a long time. It's the body of consciousness that has been fragmented into parts that's calling to come back together, and it does it through you in this now moment, in this no incarnation that you now exist in, in this identity that isn't from yesterday but is the I Am of today, wants to come back. Through your awareness opening up, you're going to really understand and sense this calling. It's been trying to call you up through your dreams. I'm trying to call you up with little nagging voices, little body aches and pains, little uh, emotional discomforts. I've been trying to get your attention, trying to get back to your awareness. Listen to it. It comes from within. Not necessarily going to talk to you in words, not going to tell you what to do. It, it, it doesn't want this you doesn't want to tell you what to do. It just wants to be with you. It doesn't want to say, you have to take this job or be with that person, because that would be absolutely contradictory to what consciousness and awareness is and, and who you are. But it's calling. It's there. So, dear Shambhar, take a deep breath. and. Between now and our next meeting, be aware of it. And it may not be what you think it's going to be, or it may not feel like what you think it's going to feel like, but it's there. Between now and our next gathering, dear Shambha, please realize that actually this, um, the world really is marvelous. It's, it, we've gone through a lot of difficult times, but it's a grand place. When you look into the eyes of other humans, no longer tilting at the windmills, no longer thinking you have to defend or protect anything, but you're able to genuinely look right into their eyes, you realize what a precious place this planet is. And realize also that it, what appears to be chaos isn't at all. All really is perfect in all of creation, and particularly in yours. With that, dear Shambra, I am that I am, in service to you, Adamus. Thank you.